Hey, are you a business owner, entrepreneur, or professional? If so, we want you to apply to be a featured guest on our show. My name is Adam Torres, and I host the Mission Matters series of podcasts. I've recorded over 3,000 episodes, and we are just getting started. How do you know if you'd be a good guest to be on the show? Well, only one way to find out, and that's to apply, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. We want guests that have a story to tell, guests with a brand, a product, or a service that can benefit my audience of listeners. If this sounds like you, go to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. I'd love to talk to you and get to know more about your story. Again, head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, now let's get into the show. Hey, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Mission Matters. My name is Adam Torres, and to apply to be a guest in the show, just head on over to missionmatters.com and click on Be Our Guest to Apply. All right, so I have Michael Douglas Carlin on the line, and he is a return guest, and we've been following his film for quite some time now, um, Minnesota, A Modern Day Selma. So first off, I just want to say, Michael, welcome back to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Oh, man. So I've watched the evolution of this. When was the last time you came on the show and we, when you were first shooting this? Like, how long ago was this? Well, I mean, the, we first shot this in uh, May of mm-hmm. 2020. And then there was like about a three-week edit after I got back from Minnesota. And the film yeah. has been evolving ever since. Yeah, I, um, uh, I, I've seen the transition. I've seen, I, I mean, I just went to your, your premiere over at Chinese Theater in, uh, in Hollywood, which uh, was quite amazing. The, the whole place was packed. Um, like, like how do you feel after getting that message out and getting some of those things out here all the way to Hollywood from Minnesota? Well, the entire experience has been just that. It's been an experience. And, you know, you saw an early version of the film. And, you know, what do we do? We don't, it's not like we're rich Hollywood people and we can afford to bring in the marketing people and, you know, do test screenings with in surveys and statistics and, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's how they do it in Hollywood. And what we do is we just throw our friends into a room and we force them to watch it. And then we (laughs) listen to what they say about it. And, you know, the very first, first draft of this film was Mm -hmm. three and a half hours long. Wow. And each of those women told their story twice. Mm -hmm. And it was just grueling. And I forced Omar Bradley, our producer, to watch that. And, you know, he told me, he said, Michael, you know, it says, especially for black people, he said, you cannot make us torture us, you know, in this film. And so, you know, we did a recut of the film and we've been honing the film ever since. And the picture is finally locked. And we we did a big sound edit. The sound edit was about two weeks with uh, Daniel down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And now the uh, this morning we did the test screening over at Lemley in Santa Monica. It's going to screen up there 21 screenings over the next seven days. And wow. I was sitting there listening to the, you know, to the final version in the theater. And it's 5.1 surround sound. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's a... It's a, a digital cinema package, you know, which makes this Academy Award qualifying. Wow. And we know it's a long shot, you know, to get an Academy Award even now. But the one thing I would say is that there's a message here. And the message really is that we still haven't reconciled, mm-hmm. you know, the, the neighborhoods with the police. 
And it's something that's going to be an ongoing struggle that's going to happen. And really, it comes down to the Supreme Court. The Supreme mm-hmm. Court has granted qualified immunity to police. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they're they're going to continue to kill people mm-hmm. and until the Supreme Court deals with it. And, you know, so so this film is basically trying to help us bridge the gap. It's trying to help us find a solution short of the Supreme Court weighing in, which doesn't look likely right now. So I remember when this film first came on my radar. So, so I follow you on Twitter and I saw these pictures of like from the, from, I didn't know what they were at first. And then I thought about it and then I remembered, okay, I was like, okay, Michael's making a film for sure. Um, but when I saw the pictures initially, I was just kind of shocked because I'm seeing these photos and these images of essentially from the freeway, like in Minnesota. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. Well, So when George Floyd was murdered in Minnesota, uh, a group of us got on a plane, including Joe Collins, who was running for Congress at the time. And he called me up in the middle of the night and said, hey, can you be at the airport at six o'clock tomorrow morning? We're going to Minnesota. And I said, I'd love to be there. Mm -hmm. So I packed, didn't get much sleep that night, slept on the plane. Mm -hmm. And we get off the plane and go right to a rally. And we were at Stephen Jackson's rally right at uh, Hennepin County building. And there were probably 3,000 protesters that were there. Mm. And then from there, I followed these guys as they were putting pressure on politicians. And they were just asking for something very simple. They were like Mm -hmm. saying, hey, why don't you come down and why don't you grieve with the families? Yeah. And the politicians wouldn't do it. The politicians were running for the hills. Mm. And so as this thing started to escalate, and it was escalating because, you know, the the big demand was just come grieve with us. Come stand, you know, say a prayer, you know, do something. Come on down. Mm -hmm. And these politicians would not do it. And Mm. so I documented all of this, and we were knee deep in it. And then these guys said, hey, let's throw our own protest. And so it was that Sunday that we threw a protest. We called it the Breath of Life protest. And, you know, because George Floyd no longer has a breath of life. And, you know, what started out to just be a small, peaceful protest Mm -hmm. turned into this like 10,000 people marching in the streets and then You know, as we got closer and closer to the freeway, you know, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people that said, hey, I'm not doing that. I'm not going down on that freeway surrounded on all sides by the police. Mm -hmm. And we go down onto the freeway surrounded by the police. Mm -hmm. And then helmets and weapons come out and people are wanting to go head to head with the police and fight them. And, you know, they're trying to turn our peaceful protest violent. And so this became really, uh, you know, a civil rights struggle. Mm-hmm. And it was us fighting against the the people wanting to turn it violent, but also sending a message to police that it's not okay to kill other people, mm-hmm. you know, if if they if they haven't done anything. And I, yeah. I totally get the other side of it, too, because, you know, I'm pro-police. I don't believe in defunding the police. We need mm-hmm. the police. You know, we, we've got to have them for law and order. So we have to find that balance between, you know, the the right and the wrong here. 
And when somebody's coming at a police officer with a gun, I mean, obviously they have mm-hmm. justif- justification yeah. to fire and put that person down. But when somebody's not, you know, a threat, mm-hmm. you know, we can't let them kill people. And so we have to find that balance. And I think our protest yielded results. The results were the politicians finally did come out. Yeah. The charges against uh, Derek Chauvin were escalated. His bail was increased. Mm-hmm. You know, he was eventually convicted. The other officers were charged. John Thompson, who was running for city council, was elected. Mm. And so, you know, we got to see that in America, you know, there's the protest and, you know, the fact that we have the right to protest mm-hmm. can yield results. And we we saw that. So whatever's wrong with America, we can yeah. write by peacefully protesting, by making our voices heard, and by demanding change. And, you know, Joe Collins, who we followed mm-hmm. in that protest, he said it best. Let's get their let's get their asses out of office. I mean, that's that's what his message was. So anybody who doesn't want to come grieve with the families, anybody that doesn't want to write legislation to improve this situation, let's get them out of office. And to that, I say, you know, I applaud him. And I say, take over both parties. Get in every seat. Get mm-hmm. in every city council race, every school board seat. From dog catcher to president of the United States, normal people have to take over those positions yeah, and they got to they got to get these people out of office that are standing in our way, that are grifting the voters, mm-hmm. you know. And it's only going to happen if we mobilize normal people to make sure that they're in every precinct, every mm-hmm. count room, and that they're represented every single place that there's a touch between the voters and the politicians. And so as I, as I was watching the film, I mean, the, the energy, of course, the emotions, I mean, it's heightened at this time, right? Like you're in the middle of it all. And I was, and I was asking myself like, man, what was Michael thinking as he's, you're in the middle of, you know, history being made and you're documenting it. Like what was going through your mind at that time? Well, I can tell you this, the, uh, the one time, you know, when, when it was like, okay, we're going down onto that freeway. And we're going to and and you look around and you see we are going into this bowl where we are going to be sitting ducks for the police. And if they fire upon us, we are all dead. And it it was the one time I said to myself, this is a really, really bad idea. Mm -hmm. But I've been with these guys and I'm going to be with them Mm -hmm. and I'm going down into the jaws of death Mm -hmm. and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, that that was the feeling at the time. And then when we get down there, there's somebody that's throwing these many sticks of dynamite and they're trying to provoke the police into shooting us. And you can hear those explosions going off. Mm -hmm. And Rodney Robinson, who kind of led us down there, you know, Mm -hmm. we and we don't know who everybody was that was involved in that. There were a bunch of helmets that came out, weapons that came out. So obviously we will. Our movement was infiltrated Mm -hmm. by people who wanted to turn this violent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there I was. I was in between the protesters and the police. If Mm -hmm. anybody was going to get shot, it was going to be me. And I knew it. 
and I just tried to keep the camera steady as much mm -hmm. as I could. I was exhausted from having marched 20 miles that day. Wow. You know, which I wasn't in near as good a shape as I am now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was it was taxing and I did everything I could to just keep myself together and keep that camera rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, I was fighting battery issues, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, managed to keep it together. And believe it or not, I shot the entire documentary on an iPhone. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. So. So as you were, what was it like to um, to communicate with the families? So there were families that you that were that told their stories throughout the film, and not only did you get to document that, but you're really getting to to amplify and to spread those stories for others to learn from, to understand, you know, some of the the challenges out there, some of the problems that exist. Like, what was it like to communicate with those families? Well, I'll tell you this: in uh, in 2020, you know, towards the end of the year, as we we're getting down to the election. Mm -hmm. I saw one of the women that I'd seen in Minnesota and mm. she, she saw me in a crowd and she came over to me and she gave me a great big hug. Mm. And she said, Hey, I remember you. I remember you were filming in Minnesota. Mm. And she said, I just want you to know how much it means to me that you were there with us to grieve with us and to document our, mm -hmm. our stories. And it was like a tear filled exchange mm. between her and I, and, you know, it was just it, it was a great uh, satisfaction that, you know, we had been part of history and she knew that she was a part of history. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's seen this film yet, but oh, wow. I hope that some of the family members that told their stories that day mm -hmm. get a chance to see the film. And I hope the film can have an impact to improve relationships between communities and the police, because even now. The relations are still a little bit strained because mm -hmm. there hasn't, you know, Derek Chauvin was convicted. He's going to appeal. This is going to be popping up in the news now for the next few years. Mm -hmm. But we still need a reconciliation. You know, mm -hmm. defunding the police is not the answer. And, you know, we, we need the police. So we yeah. have to, you know, it's like a family. You know, we don't always get along with our family. But, you know, you got to you got to sit down, and you got to work out your differences so that you mm. can move forward. And that's the way we need to look at this with our communities, mm. because we, we definitely don't want to defund and disband the police. Anarchy. I've been in anarchy. I was in border Mexico when it was the worst. I've been in the mm. middle of anarchy. I was in Nicaragua in 96. I've seen mm. anarchy. We don't want anarchy in America. Mm -hmm. What we what we need is we need problem solving and it's going to take the police sitting down with the residents and mm -hmm. coming to resolutions so that, you know, everybody's respected because, you know, these people that are like going after the police, attacking them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, look, we saw in Dallas a few years back, you know, they shoot the police and yeah. that's not the solution. That is absolutely not the solution. The solution mm -hmm. is to peacefully make our voices heard and to have a change. And I think Joe Collins, you know, when he did this, this protest march, mm -hmm. you know, he paved the way he showed people how they could have an impact. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he put together this protest. He was reaching out to politicians the entire mm -hmm. time, putting pressure on them. And it led to meaningful change. He's now mm -hmm. a civil rights icon moving forward for just this one thing that he did. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously going to continue to have a tremendous impact moving forward. But this 
one film, you mm-hmm. can you can see what he did. And what he did was he made a difference. And he yeah. made a difference for the community of Minnesota. And he's not even a part of the community of Minnesota. He's from yeah. South Central, you know. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to go stand in solidarity with the families. And he was invited there by Angela Stanton King. So big shout out to her, too. Awesome. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. And, uh, and, and how you got out there, um, that's kind of a unique story too. So when Joe approached you, like how'd that take place? Well, you know, Joe, I had met Joe in Century mm-hmm. City and I had given him his first media. I put yeah. him on the cover of the Century City News. Mm. And while we were, we had a meeting at that coffee bean that you and I used to meet yeah. at all the time. And I met Joe there and I met him there with uh, LA Jen. And, you know, we had a great conversation and I talked to him about being supportive of his campaign. Mm -hmm. And I said, look, you know, I want to put you in the Century City News. Mm -hmm. I took a picture of him with his kids. And then, you know, he sent over information. I put it together into an article. I wrote another article that ran next to it. Yeah. And I sent I was expecting, you know, he was going to be excited about it. I sent it over to him and said, hey, man, look, you're on the cover of the Century City News. And he's like, how dare you put me and my kids on the cover? And I said, hey, man, like you didn't know you were meeting with a journalist. Yeah. You know, you 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 wanted that picture taken. I mean, you know, and he goes, damn, you're right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I didn't talk to him for a while. And then he called me up you know, probably three, four months later and said, Hey, I just won my primary and uh, I'd like for you to come with me to Sacramento. So I went to Sacramento for a, you know, reopen, Mm -hmm. you know, California protest. And that's, that's where I first worked with Joe. Mm. And then the very next trip was, Hey, we're off to Minnesota. Wow. And, uh, And there we go. We're off to Minnesota and, uh, and, you know, and the rest is history. What are some of the um, some of the responses that you've been receiving from the film, either from the film community or just and just in general from the audiences? Well, I can tell you this: some people don't like the film, yeah. and one person that I heard from basically said, "You're a communist, and you, you should go live in a communist country. Mm. There's no such thing as racism in America. It's all contrived." and you know, you were part of the problem, you know, mm-hmm. making a film like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I got to tell you, I was in a heated text exchange with her. And I said yeah. to her, I said, look, all I did was go down and document this. Mm-hmm. I mean, so really you're fighting against people's perceptions. Mm-hmm. And this is this is how they perceive life. So you <laughs> saying that this doesn't exist, you are the problem. Mm. And, you know, if if you believe it doesn't exist and you're not willing to go down into the inner cities and have it exist, or, mm-hmm. you know, show find out about it existing mm-hmm. or try and help, you know, get us over the hurdle so that it yeah. no longer exists. I said, I'm not the problem. You're the problem. Mm. And finally, she and I talked and we we kind of came to reconciliation about it. But, you know, that was the only really negative reaction that I've had mm-hmm. from the film. And a lot of people have been extremely positive about the film and it's mm-hmm. starting to, you know, take on its own life. We've been official selection in 22 film festivals. Wow. We've won 11 awards, including three best director awards on the film. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, it's taking on a life of its own. 
And now it's time to, you know, kind of release it out into the world. It's coming out digitally in January. We have a distributor. So it's going to be available on Hulu and iTunes and a bunch of other places. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're getting a release on the film, which is exciting. That is exciting. And I know that you're, um, you mentioned it earlier, but I, I definitely like to bring it back up. So, cause we are live. So, um, this weekend or what, what's the runtime? It'll be in Santa Monica, California, correct? It's going to be at the Monica film complex and that's Lemley. And that's on second street in Santa Monica. And it begins mm-hmm. on, uh, the 22nd, which is Friday. It runs mm-hmm. three times a day for the next seven days. So from the 22nd to the 28th, you can see the film in a theater. And I just went and tested it and it looks good and it sounds good. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm happy to present the film to you. And, you know, anybody that wants to come, please go to the Lemley website, look up mm-hmm. Minnesota, the modern day Selma. It'll pop up and you can, you know, reserve your space to go to the theater. Awesome. Well, Michael, I just want to say um, thank you for coming back on the show. Always a pleasure to have you on and wish you much more um, continued success with this film and really getting the message out there. I mean, it's one that people need to hear. I was, I of course supported, I followed this project um, from, from multiple iterations, as you, as you mentioned, and, uh, and I'm, I'm watching you on the award trail, but more importantly, I'm watching you make a difference. I mean, that's what this is all about. That's why you were down there. That's what you were shooting. That's bringing those stories to those families. Like I can't tell my audience enough, like you need to go see this number one, but when you see those stories, I mean, it's life-changing. I was in that theater and I, and I could feel it and I could feel like the energy. I could feel the tension. I could feel all any emotion you could imagine you could feel um, in that theater and you could feel all the other people. I look, I was looking at the audience and you could hear it and you can hear the families telling their stories. And, and you could at one point hear, you know, a pin drop. It was so quiet um, at certain points in the film. So it had this certain flow in this certain ebb and it's definitely i mean it's going to strike a chord that's why i definitely wanted to bring you back on the show so you could talk more about it but also so my audience will check it out um if you're not in santa monica california and you can't make that screening over the next um over the next week um michael what's the best way that people can can follow the journey of the film and follow you and just and and see it in the future i know you said it's coming out in january yeah, my email is michaeldouglascarlin at gmail.com. And feel free to reach out to me and I'll keep you updated on the progress of the film. Fantastic. Well, Michael, really appreciate you coming back on the show. And to everybody watching this, if this is your first time watching, especially, uh, hit that subscribe button. We definitely want you to be a return listener and a return visitor. Um, Have many more mission-based entrepreneurs, experts, um, and creatives coming up for you and definitely don't want you to miss a thing. And Michael, thanks again for coming back on the show. It really has been a pleasure. And again, big congrats on your film. Thanks for having me.